Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people, I ask them all the questions I can think of, and then, hopefully, by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. In my early 20s, I started noticing some differences in myself. I was exhausted all the time. My appetite was up and down. My emotions were getting tough to manage. And truthfully, there were just days I didn't really want to get out of bed. All I knew was I didn't feel myself. And honestly, I felt kind of dramatic trying to talk to anyone about it. I felt like these were all things I should be able to figure out on my own because they were pretty personal. I just kept trudging through my days, calling it a phase and moving on. Finally, my mom talked me into doing something about it. I went to several doctors who I still love and trust today, but we just weren't getting it right. We were trying different prescriptions, creams, everything, but nothing was really working. And the one thing every doctor agreed on, my hormones were out of balance. I had no idea what that meant. It was honestly just a pretty miserable year. But then I found a doctor who wanted to try some different things. She took me off birth control. She helped me rebuild my nutrition, and I started sleeping again. I was more excited to be with and around people, and slowly, everything started feeling normal, almost better than normal. I lived in a hole for way longer than I needed to because I was kind of embarrassed to talk to anyone about it. Don't do that. In today's episode, we're going to go another round on hormones. Hormones impact us physically and emotionally in ways I think many of us don't even realize. You'll be surprised when you hear some of the causes of what we just deem as crazy. Dr. Maritza Snyder is a hormone specialist with loads of information, and this episode's goal is to just give you a foundation in hormone health to really learn why they matter, and more specifically, why they matter to your everyday life. Here's No One Told Me My Hormones Are the Crazy Ones. Dr. Maritza, thank you so much for jumping on here with us. We're excited to have you on No One Told Me, but let's just, let's hear a little bit about who you are, what you do, all the fun stuff going on with you right now. Absolutely. So my number one mission and vision is to serve women, to get them at their highest capacity. And so often that really starts with our health and wellness and our hormone health, because goodness knows our hormones are changing and shifting and triggering all different kinds of responses inside of the body every second of the day. And so often we're not sure about what's going on and no one's really telling us what's going on as well. So that is my biggest mission. And I wake up every day ready to serve that mission. When I'm not serving that mission, which is not often, <laughs> um, I'm, I'll be honest with you, it's what I love. I love reading. We love hiking. We love walking on the beach. I love eating healthy food and really nourishing my body. I find that in between the mission is a lot of self-care. I really want to be living what I talk about. But also, I know that in order for me to serve at a big capacity, that means that that, that self-care needs to be punctuated throughout the day. That way, no matter what time of the day, I'm able to show up. And, you know, you said you don't have a ton of time. This woman has written multiple books. I thought it was just one. And then I did a little bit of digging. How many books have you written so far? Seven. 
Seven, oh my word. And you're you're working on number eight already. Okay, you're making us yeah. look bad over here, Maritza. It's really a problem because, you know, all of us, we're just like, we might write like a blog post in a day and you're over here writing book number eight. <laughs> it's great. But the one you have out most recently, I think, is the Essential Oils Hormone Solution, right? That's correct. Yes, it just came out in February. It was the number one health book in the nation. And it feels good because that means I'm really showing up for women the way that they need. This book was a beautiful labor of love. It really culminated the 10 years of experience that I had. And then it took about two years to write it. Yeah. So the thing I've heard you say several times in several different places is that you're big on just healing hormones without hormones. And you want to come alongside women and just balance the hormones out naturally. And we hear that word so much. And when I started reading parts of your book, it's really good at defining the basics of hormones, like what they are, how they work. And then you have the podcast too, that's essentially you, I think is the name of it. And I think your vision statement for that was even that you just want to help women reinvent their health. These are all things that make it so clear that you have a vision and a mission for what you're doing. So we know that you're busy, you're juggling a lot, but I am curious, what brought you into it? I mean, what got you into this filled to begin with and made you so passionate about it? Like so many other women who are doing a lot of things, I had my own hormone journey. And at the time, it literally felt like hormone chaos. I was going full tilt, that Tasmanian devil with lip gloss and high heels, running through the house, trying to get out the door to get it to work. That was me. And I basically had driven myself as fast as humanly possible into the ground. And I was living this lie that I thought I was managing stress. I honestly thought as long as I wasn't crawling on the floor that I was kicking butt when it came to stress. (laughs) And then I landed myself on the floor. I mean, straight on the floor. And I knew in my heart of heart that it was related to my hormones. I didn't know if my hormones were the root cause. Mm. I absolutely knew that they had become imbalanced and deregulated. And that's why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And here's the thing about our hormones getting deregulated is they're not necessarily the root cause. Something's driving them into the ground themselves. And so it was really not only figuring out, okay, having validation that, yes, it's my hormones. They're definitely taking a hit. But what is driving that as well? And there's some big time root causes that drive our hormone issues. You know, I have so many women who come to me and they're struggling with perimenopausal symptoms and menopausal symptoms or they're dealing with thyroid issues. And so often doctors are just kind of throwing pills and creams and medications at these concerns. And there is a time and a place for these. However, those pills and creams and medications aren't actually getting to the root cause of what is going on. And I think that we deserve root cause solutions and we deserve root cause answers. And that's been a lot of what you'll hear on the podcast is digging in like, What is the root cause of PCOS? What is the root cause of endometriosis? What's the root cause of brain fog? You know, Mm -hmm. so often we're, we're not given those types of answers. So when I figured out what the root cause of my hormone issues were, and to be honest with you, it has a lot to do with a lack of worthiness. I didn't feel worthy of healing, of self-care, of putting myself first. And because of that, I kept spiraling back down onto the floor. And so, and it was a part of the root cause, but it was definitely the one big driver for me is that I had grown up being told that my worth as a woman was really driven by how much I gave to other people and that I should never be on the list. Or if I am on the list, the bottom of the list. 
And I kept operating like that because it's the only thing I really knew to be true. And I was the perfect martyr who was always too busy and, and too much going on to ever put herself in first and foremost. And because of that, I kept landing in this horrible chronic fatigue. That was kind of where my discovery was, was like, oh my gosh, no, I don't care a lot about myself enough to focus on me. And that's why I kept getting sick. And mind you, there's a lot of different root causes that drive what's going on in our bodies. But I think getting clarity on that root cause is the number one thing that we've got to focus on. Yeah. You know, you talked about it. You start noticing something's wrong. Something's a little off. And you hear that word hormones and you think, okay, I'll read a little bit about it. I'll start figuring it out. I don't think I really started reading or learning about it until maybe my early 20s because I could tell things were starting to change. But there's so much information out there. It's just, it can be confusing and honestly, just a little bit intimidating. But what's the number one thing for you that you wish women would just know and understand about their hormones? Like just the first thing. So the first thing I want women to know about the hormones is it's not just PMS and hot flashes, right? Because that's what we're told when it comes to our hormones. Our hormones are so much more than that. Our hormones are these beautiful chemical messengers speeding around our bloodstream, being released by our endocrine glands to elicit changes inside of our cells based on what is going on in the world around us. Really, the number one thing that our hormones are doing is they're just trying to mediate the life that we're living. So if we are running on over here, well, our hormones have to be like, oh, okay, she's heading that way. We got to go do something. So they're mediating the way that we're living our life and they're just doing the best they can. And they are easily thrown off by all different types of environmental stimulus, especially perceived stress. And what is so interesting, and I, I didn't know this until a couple of years ago, but we can trigger into perceived stress 50 plus times a day. Wow. And when we go into a state of perceived stress, whether it's a text message that we receive or we see something or we get an email that triggers us, that requires a cascade of basically a, a hormonal pathways to fire off, to change so much that's going on inside of the body. And when we're in a state of perceived stress, which is literally to me the, the gasoline on the fire every single day, it requires so much energy and requires so much nutrients and requires so much of a co-collaboration of hormones, your stress hormones, your metabolic hormones, your reproductive hormones, they all have to kind of gather together to kind of manage that moment. And we can go into that moment so many times, but over time, when we're firing off all the time, we often then start to deplete a lot mm -hmm. of what's going on. I think it's really important to know that our lifestyle plays such a big role in the way that our hormones are functioning inside of the body. And that, that's hopeful. And that's like the first thing, because here's what I've believed up till what you just said. Our hormones are only impacted by what we're putting in our bodies. Right. But it's not, I mean, you even mentioned just stress right there is a factor that will play into your hormones. What are some other things we probably don't realize are feeding the ebb and flow of our hormones? A couple of things. One is the environment. Environmental toxins and environmental pollution is definitely having a profound impact, creating inflammation even within our endocrine organs or even depleting us. Nutrient depletion is a big thing that drives hormonal imbalance and nutrient depletion can come from environmental toxins. Another one that's huge that a lot of investigation is going around is trauma. 
the big T's and the little T's, the big trauma, you know, the ones that we really know to be true in our heart of hearts that we dealt with. And then little traumas that we may not have realized have such a profound impact on us. The teacher who told us that we weren't good enough or mm-hmm. the boss that told us, you know, this is not the right job for us because we don't have these types of skill sets. Whatever that looks like, those things can manifest as well over time and shift our hormone system. Another one is the gut. Your gut is so interconnected. The most intimate relationship you have with the environment is in your gut, hmm. in your gut microbiome. And depending on how your gut is functioning, how it's doing, it has a profound impact on the way that our hormones are being metabolized, are being excreted, and even are being leveraged and used inside of the body. So those are some of the biggest ones. And then the other big one, which requires a little bit of deeper investigation, could be infections, things like hmm. parasites, bacteria, latent viruses like Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme, those are other things that we should be looking out at as well. So interesting opportunistics inside of the body and how they can really hijack what's going on with our hormones. You know, you have mentioned, I think you mentioned it at the beginning, and I think many people have seen it in their own bodies over time, just that these hormones are changing over time, that you don't just get one set level and that it is what it is, whether it is just aging or pregnancy or, you know, the trauma or whatever, they are changing. Daily. Yes. I mean, even that, I didn't even realize it was a daily thing. I thought it would have to be something big. Yeah, no, we're so cyclical. Women in particular, oh my gosh, women are just, just one big cycle right? We are daily cycles. We are monthly cycles. We are yearly cycles. We are transitional cycles, you know, from puberty to childbearing to transition to menopause and then menopause and then postmenopause. The one thing I can promise you is that it's always changing and evolving all the time. We need hormones to go to bed. We need hormones to wake up. Even hormones are necessary for hair growth. I mean, that's how Mm -hmm. much they're playing a role. You know, depending on lifestyle and whether we have our circadian rhythms on track, that means kind of how our body runs in the day versus the nighttime is dictated by hormones like melatonin and cortisol. But also note that lifestyle is driving those hormones as well. And, you know, even within our circadian rhythm, circadian rhythm disruption is one of the biggest causes of chronic fatigue. And we know that particular site of rhythm that happens every 24 hours is being driven by hormones, which is also being driven by lifestyle. I wish that I could write faster than what I am right now. (laughs) But I'll just have to listen back to this with everybody else. What I was writing down is just the fact that it manifests in ways that we don't always expect. You know, you could have the hair loss. You cannot be able to sleep. You can have the weight gain. And we don't realize there's a problem until it starts physically manifesting Mm -hmm. itself. And, you know, at that point, it's never too late. That's not the point I'm making. But I am saying that there are probably some signs before then that something's a little bit off or maybe those signs that you're seeing physically, does that help you figure out exactly which hormones are having the problem? I mean, I, I know I have women in my own life right now, good friends who are experiencing a lot of these things and they feel like if they go to the doctor, they can't quite explain what's going on. Yeah, they can't quite hit it on the nail. So um, can you just feed into a little bit of that, these things that are happening to us physically, what we can take away from those to help heal those parts? Absolutely. You know, so often we do have a hard time putting our finger on it. One of the things that I want to like cue into is when you're thinking about how you feel, that you used to feel better than you do now, but you just don't know what it is. That is a symptom of hormonal imbalance. And I know that that's not clear, but that's so often what women describe. They're just like, I just don't feel like myself anymore. When you wake up tired or when you're having cravings in the middle of the day, cravings are an unmet need, usually being driven by fatigue, 
stress, emotional issues, or maybe brain fog, right? And those are hormones kind of letting you know your body is needing something. Brain fog, irritability, mood swings, low libido, weight resistance, low energy. At any point in time of the day, you're feeling low energy. There, there definitely hormones are involved in those processes. And those are oftentimes early signs that something isn't right. And it's really important just listening to your body. If things don't feel right to you, then it's absolutely worth looking into. Now, there are three big time alpha hormones that I like to focus on that we often don't focus on. It was interesting, before the 1950s, the medical community did not believe that women had menopausal symptoms. They just thought we were hysterical. Then we got a drug called Premarin, and it was a synthetic hormone that we could give women in menopause. And all of a sudden, women went from not having symptoms to having a ton of symptoms. Mm. Every woman had menopausal symptoms, and menopause was a disease, right? That's how we put it. And so often, a lot of what we think and feel about hormonal imbalance is driven by the marketing of medications and synthetics. So it's super, super important to just kind of just cue into what's going on with the body and realize that so often what's happening to our hormones is inflammation. And when we look at what I call the alpha hormones, those are usually the ones that are upstream meaning they're the ones that are really kind of eliciting changes with some of the other hormones that are going on. And those three big hormones are not the sexy hormones. They're not the progesterone. They're not the estrogen. They're not the testosterone or DHEA. They are cortisol, they are thyroid, and they are insulin. And these three power players coincide and connect with one another. They're driving our metabolic resilience. They're driving our cellular vitality. They're driving our ability to have any level of resilience. You know, when you've been in a situation where someone says something to you and you're in an okay place and, you just, and it just brushes off. Uh-huh. But then you've also been in that same scenario where you're at your tipping point, you're exhausted, you are at your wit's end, you are struggling with mood issues, and someone says something and you're at that place where you're just like, I just wish you would say one more thing to me. You know, you're at that tipping spot. And so often it's usually when those three hormones have been thrown off to one degree or another that can then trail down to some of the other hormone issues. So what breaks my heart is when we oftentimes are treating some of these downstream hormones, but no one's ever asking about my stress hormones or my metabolic hormones or even my cellular resilience. So I think it's important to know that there are bigger power players involved yet we have a system that really only wants to focus on those reproductive hormones. You know, and one of the biggest things, I've shared it before on a past episode, that my hormone journey kind of started, if you want to call it that, it started with birth control. I went on birth control in my early 20s, and mine just went berserk. I just did not feel myself. My body started changing. It was exactly what you said a lot of women describe it as. This is just not me. I don't feel normal anymore. But the thing I did not follow up with on that episode was what can you do to either help correct, say you were on birth control and you went off of it, what can you do to help correct some of those imbalances or what can you do instead of birth control? Because if you're kind of scared of it, if it makes you nervous, is there something else that's out there or do you just have to go with, you know, the other methods that we all know well? What do you think on that? 
Well, birth control was the the first incident. You know, I was sold a bill of goods that told me that if I was on birth control, it would regulate my period. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I got on it and I got on crazy birth control. I was on the Depo-Vera shots and I wanted even grades. I was in college and I just wanted to focus on my studies. I was pre-med and doing in biochemistry studies and I just didn't have any room for anything else, especially taking a pill every single day. Yeah. And so <laughs> I went from zero to crazy in like a couple of months and lasted a, almost a year, came off. It took me almost a year to get my period back and everything was out of control. And it was very much, it was the birth control that was doing that to me. When we come off of birth control, you're just throwing your reproductive hormones off. And it can take up to a year, over a year to get your cycle back on track. That's how detrimental birth control can be. And I do want to speak to the fact that I am grateful that something was created to give us the freedom to decide when and start our families, but there are other options. And it breaks my heart that hormonal birth control is being touted as this cure-all for so many women's hormone issues when it's the antithesis of that. It, it doesn't do any of that, but they claim it does. It doesn't regulate your cycle. It doesn't, doesn't help to get you back on track. It just really creates a lot of issues. So often birth control depletes important neurotransmitters. It throws off your gut microbiome. It leverages a lot of stress hormones as well. So a big thing I want women to focus on is making sure that they have the right nutrition, hormone-loving foods, lots of plants and veggies, lots of healthy fats, lots of lean protein, and lots of gut-loving foods like fermented foods. Those are going to be huge. And getting rid of anything that could be hormone-sabotaging like gluten, dairy, sugar, just because we want to calm down the inflammation from the birth control. Next is good supplementation. So activated methylated B vitamins, omegas, magnesium, vitamin D. We just want to up the ante on the nutrients because they've been depleted. And it's going to take a minute to kind of resupply. Self-care is going to be huge here as well. But those are the three major things we want to focus on to get ourselves out of post-birth control syndrome hell. That's yes. what we want to call that. Because that's what that is. You are suffering the side effects of being off of birth control and your body trying to figure out what's going on. And that's very normal. It's very typical to be struggling with that after birth control because you really kind of threw your body into another realm. As for other options, I've been off birth control since I was 23 years old. I've been off birth control for all this time and still wanting to have the careers that I wanted, wanting to serve people at the capacity and knowing, you know, we're starting this family now in this stage in my life. You know what? There's other different birth control ways. And I hope, hope, hope that we will continue to investigate more options for birth control that are safe and effective, that don't throw our hormones out of whack. It's just heartbreaking that people feel like it's the only solution that they have. So other than tracking your menstrual cycle, you know, I grew up in my Mexican Catholic family and I was under the impression that you could get pregnant anytime. Someone could sneeze on you and get pregnant. And that's what I was taught <laughs> from a young age. And my grandma's like, you're going to get pregnant anytime. No, it doesn't matter. And so you walk near a boy and who knows what's going to happen. So <laughs> I, for a long time, honestly thought that, that we had a whole 28-day window where we could get pregnant. And that is completely not true. We only ovulate one day out of the month. So if we can get really clear on tracking our cycle, tracking our basal temperature, you can pretty much, you know, lock that in. And in that seven-day period, you know, there are friends of mine who track their cycles with the daisy tracking method, and there's so many different ones. There's, like, apps now, right? Yeah, there's so many apps. I know so often when I post about birth control and how I feel about it, because I get really hot and upset about it, I would never, ever, 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 ever 
it was a non-negotiable. Birth control was never an option for me again. Hormonal birth control. After you experience something like that, I know for me, it was like my first year of marriage. I will never get that first year back, but it was difficult because I was just so different. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I have several friends who, you know, they went on it to clear up skin or to regulate or to make the symptoms less during their time of the month. And do with acne or whatever they told you. All of those things. And so I vividly remember great friends of mine going on it very early. You know, there was always you go off of it and it just takes a while to get normal again. And that should have been our first red flag is if it takes so long to be normal again, maybe we need to look at it a little harder. Absolutely. Well, it was initially for men and they were like, well, clearly men can't take this. Well, let's give it to women. <laughs> let's see what happens to them. <laughs> and if you are on birth control and you are struggling, especially with mood, I want you to know that that is not your hormone. Your hormones are not involved right now. That is a side effect of a medication. Just know that and that the easiest way to end those side effects is to terminate that medication as soon as possible. Can we just for a minute get a little bit practical about some of the things that you know are happening and you know it's a side effect of hormones, but you're not sure what to do next, you know, like the weight gain. And you know mm-hmm. that it's it's a part of hormones because nothing about your lifestyle has really changed that much. I mean, in terms of, you know, your daily intake of calories or whatever else, what are some things just practically that you can do with some of the things like weight gain or hair loss? I have several friends here experiencing that right now and they can't figure out why it's happening and what to do. And again, they start researching and it just is overwhelming and it's I don't know what the next step should be. So for some of those practical ones. Yes, I'm going to do my best to not overly complicate it. But just know that you know, the, the hair loss and the weight gain, not very clearly, those aren't the causes, right? It's a symptom of something else. And weight gain, I remember for years I was putting on weight, and I wasn't for lack of working out multiple times a day or eating just carrots. And the more I worked out and ate just carrots, the more I gained weight. And I was like, what is going on with me? And, you know, even as a practitioner, we can fall victim to this where we think that the weight gain is the cause. And I was treating weight gain like it was, and it was never the weight gain. It was my thyroid. Finally, when we were able to dial in on the thyroid, the next question was, okay, well, now that we know it's my thyroid, why is my thyroid acting in such a way? And then we, okay, well, now it's my gut or it's the stress issue, it's a gut issue, and it's a trauma issue, right? And I, you know, it's an autoimmune condition driven by those things. And we start to fill the layer back, right? Because the first moment I got diagnosed with Hajimoto's and low thyroid, I was like, okay, well, what the heck is driving these? Yeah. What is going on? Because you give me all the medication in the world, give me all the low dose naltrexone or whatever you're going to put me on. That doesn't solve the problem. What if I go off of this stuff? Is it going to come back? So that's always really important. So weight gain or weight resistance, because that's really what it is. Hormones driving this weight resistance, whether it's a deregulation of leptin or insulin or ghrelin or whatever it may be, or thyroid hormones. The first step foundationally always is nutrition. Because here's the thing about nutrition. When you can set the tone for a beautiful, a beautiful, healthy gut and a, and a beautiful microbiome, and you're nourishing your body with the right foods and letting go of the foods that are not serving you, it clears the way. It clears the path to figure out what that root cause is quicker. Because when we are dealing with the foundations, it's so much harder to figure out what the root cause is. So 
nutrition is going to be huge. Self-care is going to be huge. But this, this book is all about the essential oils, hormone solution. Sleep is so important and filling in those nutrient gaps. Once we target those four areas, we clear out. And those four areas could even clear it out altogether. In some instances, they don't. You know, and that's where we got to dig a little bit deeper because what if we clear all that out and it happens to be that we have a high, higher than level mercury or, or heavy metal content and that's what's driving the hair loss and the low thyroid at the same time, right? And so by clearing those foundations, it's so much easier to distinguish what the root cause is if it wasn't those foundational pieces. So for me, I cleared the foundation and I got my Hajimoto's into remission and I'm pretty much eating and operating at that place because I feel my best there. But we also realized that there was a couple other things going on and they were much easier to find when I was able to do that first initial leg work. So that is going to be the deal. Now, let's talk a little bit about hair loss because I think that that is so critical. Again, usually it's the thyroid or usually it's toxins. It's one of the two. So just a heads up. Yeah. I have recommended oils for helping to increase hair growth. I actually have a little oil blend that I keep in the shower. I'm not going to pretend I don't have a lot of hair because I do. I got like Shaka Khan <laughs> hair and it hasn't gone anywhere. Even th- that wasn't a thyroid symptom for me. The thyroid symptoms for me was uh, chronic constipation, gut dysbiosis, um, weight gain. I lost the outer third of my eyebrows that kind of looked like Casper. Um, <laughs> it was a good look for you, I'm sure. It was a good look. <laughs> and brain fog, right? If you could always pencil those in. And brain, those are my five. And there's others. You know, it depends on the person. Some people won't have any of those symptoms. They'll have something else. They'll have hair loss. They'll have cracked, um, dry skin, you know, wh- whatever that may look like. So I do have a blend that I love that has helped women. But again, it will work, but we also got to address what else it may be, what the real cause of it is. So my little blend, and you can get these, you can get oils anywhere. Just make sure that they're pure, therapeutic grade, that you've done your research, that you're not using some nasty, crappy oils because yeah. a lot of nasty oils on the market. But the oils that have been shown to help stimulate hair growth are going to be peppermint, geranium, rosemary, and lavender. And the two big players here are peppermint and rosemary. Those are the big ones. But I find that geranium and lavender, they just, it all just smells so good together. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what you do is in the shower, I have it in the, I already have my pre made blend and I do like 50 drops of each in its own little blend in the shower. I do two drops in a conditioner and make sure that you're using a toxic-free conditioner, totally whatever brand you prefer, because we don't want to put more toxins inside of our hair follicles. And then when your hair is wet, your follicles are more open. And so you just really massage these oils into your scalp. Now, mind you, it's a three to six month process to really stimulate hair growth. And that's the case for anything that I know. But this is a really natural anti-inflammatory supportive way to do that with essential oils. Again, if it's the heavy metals, note that they're not going anywhere. So you got to be able to chelate those out. And there's a lot of different ways to do that as well. And ideally work with a practitioner to help get rid of heavy metals. You can do some of that stuff at home, but with a practitioner, you can really guarantee you're getting rid of them. You know, the thing I think I love the most about what you were just saying is we want so badly to have a one-stop shop fix. I mean, we do this thing a few times and everything's better and we're normal and we feel good again. And it's not discouraging to hear. I don't want anyone to be discouraged by this, but it's encouraging to know 
if you start the journey, just stay on it because it will be effective eventually. It just takes a little bit of time for your body to reset and to start over and to get back to where it's supposed to be. And so I love that you're just saying, hey, take a couple first steps, but know there's a lot of other stuff that's going to be at play that you're going to have to figure out along the way. But once you have it figured out, that's how you feel great turning 40 because you are figuring yourself out. You're figuring out what's working and what's not. But I think it's just that first step. So for people who are in their cars right now, riding along or on the treadmill or folding laundry, whatever they're doing. Do all what women do, right? Oh, yes. People, women all over the world. <laughs> yes. Doing do the it. things that they're doing, multitasking like rock stars. That is what we do best. That's the truth of it. But if they're thinking, okay, I've seen a couple of these symptoms that she's talking about. But I didn't realize it was a problem. I thought that was just life. I thought that's just, it is what it is right now. How can they start their journey? How can they start learning more? How can they see signs that are like, hey, this is a bigger problem than I thought it was? What are just some like warning bells or some red flags that they need to kind of pay attention to and actually look into instead of just thinking this is what it is? Well, here's the thing is your doctor is probably not going to run the test that you want. And I'm so sorry about that. It's nice to know your numbers. Oprah always says, know your numbers. <laughs> and running the test to just validate where you're at so that you know what's going on is always nice. Can you start doing the good work without that validation? Oh, yeah. But sometimes we want that validation. In my book in Chapter 2, I believe I give you all of the tests that I think you should demand so that you have a sense of what's going on in your body. My favorite test for hormones is the Dutch test. And you can just literally go to DutchTest.com and you can order it yourself. You don't have to wait for someone to get it or go through your PPO or whatever, whatever. You can order it yourself. And what's so great about Dutch is that they'll find you a practitioner if you don't have someone who can interpret your lab. Let's say you're like, gosh, Marisa, I don't really care what the test says. I just want to get started. In my book, in part three of the book, I created a 14-day hormone reset. And I built it in a way that I took myself back to that girl, that woman 10 years ago, where the doctor had given me Xanax and birth control as a solution for my hormone issues. And I looked at her like she was crazy and knew I needed to do the the work. And I remember at that time when I felt alone and dismissed and I was like, is there anything out here for me? It just felt like there was nothing available. I just wanted a blueprint. I just wanted a plan that I could follow with ease and grace. And that's what I built into this book was, you know, I think it's its own hundred pages that I just wanted women to feel like they had somewhere to start that felt easy, that felt doable. And I cannot tell you how many thousands of women I have met and talked to and connected with. I mean, I met like a hundred of them last week at a conference who just stopped me randomly. And they're just like, oh my God, I did the thing. And oh my God, we're still on it. <laughs> and it's feeling so much better. So that would be a place to start. And I love that it's built into the book. So it's so inexpensive and it's so easy to do. You've got to have the book. That would be a great place to start. If you are wondering, like, what the heck do I do next? And then if you wanted testing, those would be the tests I would have run. Well, and that's what I kind of want to round this out with and wrap up with is for a long time, we think that is what it is. We just have to live our lives this way. Maybe we're not sleeping. Maybe we're gaining the weight. Maybe we are feeling that brain fog. Maybe we know that we are sadder and anxious than we ever were before. I mean, whether it's emotional or physical, kind of what you said at the beginning, we just convince ourselves it is what it is. This is our life. We have too many other things to focus on and think about and work toward to care about how we're feeling, thinking, physically, emotionally, whatever. But I love what you're saying is, no, that is not the norm. And it doesn't have to be the norm. There's a lot of things about your health that you can't control. But there are things you for sure can. And 
I love how you're describing these are things you can actually do something about. You don't just have to be susceptible to it is what it is. I can't do anything. So that's a huge encouragement in and of itself, I think. I don't know why whoever has normalized us really struggling as being normal. We don't ha- it doesn't have to be that way. It can be ease and grace. And one little story I want to just tell my mom. I can't tell you how old she's turning in a couple of weeks because I think she'll, <laughs> you can do the math. Do the math. You can probably figure it out. And she is gorgeous. And she flew in. I, I spoke in front of 40,000 people in an arena last week and it was a big deal. My mama flew in and it just happened to be that there was a half marathon the next day. And so she's like, okay, I'm just going to sign up for that. And I'm going to run this half marathon That's in Utah. So and why not? <laughs> and it was at 50 years old that she was going through horrible menopausal symptoms. And she was put on bioidenticals. And for some reason, they just weren't right for her. Because it wasn't actually the issue. Something else was driving what was going on with her. But they're just like, here's some bioidenticals. And so she went on them. And she went into this crazy, deep, dark depression. I remember she called me one night. And I could tell she was scared. And I had never known my mom to be this way. My mom was always just so strong. It's a superwoman and could conquer anything. And all of a sudden I heard on the phone, someone I didn't know. And she had put on weight and she wasn't sleeping and she wasn't able to get up in the morning. Like things were very awry. And I took over her entire care. We got her off of the bioidenticals with her doctor. And it was all the things that I do in the book. It's nutrition. It was the self-care. It was resetting her circadian rhythm. It was having a, emotional tools at her back and call. It was shifting, getting the right nutrients into her body, developing all the right self-care for my mom and got her off of Diet Coke and peanut m and I mean, Oh, don't tell me that, Marita. I, oh, I love Diet Coke. I can't hear that. I can't. Oh, no. I can't. Um, <laughs> So we got her off of all that and she, like three months, massive transformation, dropped 35 pounds and wow. she decided that she, I mean, everything changed. Her depression was gone. She was sleeping throughout the night. Her energies came back. I mean, everything, massive transformation, which I was so grateful for because I know, I know who she is when she's rocking her best self. So she decided at that point, like she's around, you know, almost 51, she decided she's going to start running half marathons and marathons. And I think she's ran like 70 and That's at any incredible. given time- like this, she's like, I'm going to go run that one. I'm going to go mm-hmm. run this one. I, you know, I'm going to do over here. And she's still working and she's still kicking butt and she's still doing it with such even grace. And she has not given up any of that stuff that she does to take care of herself. And I know as easy as it sounds, it's the simple things that we can kind of brush off to the wayside that makes such a big difference. And so it's what I want to say is that it doesn't matter where you are, what age, it doesn't matter my mom has more energy now pressing a new decade than she did an earlier decade. And she's killing it. Yeah. I mean, my God, she puts me to shame. I can't run. I'm not going to lie. I can't run a half marathon. Well, I mean, I really, know. why would you want to? You know, it takes a very I'll special person. <laughs> I've done a couple and I'm like, listen, I can just mark it off. I don't need to do them anymore. Yeah. I don't have anything else to prove. Check. <laughs> right. Check. I did. I did them. I did them when I was in my late mid 20s is when I ran my first marathon and a couple of half marathons. And I was like, check. You know, we did it. It's we can say we did, and that's all you do it for, anyways, is to say that you did it. Right. So, well, she does it every day. It's so crazy to me, and she just loves it. So. And you know, it's probably what keeps her feeling so good too. I mean, just yeah. the fact that it's that a little bit. You know, women like to control things uh, to some degree, and I do think knowing that you can take control of how you feel 
and your day in and day out, the cyclical thing that you're talking about, we can control that more than we think. And so I think it's a huge encouragement that you're saying these are easy ways to do it. Here are some steps to take. And I think I can speak for listeners, not just to this podcast, but to yours and the people reading your books that we're extremely thankful for what you do and the passion that you do it with. Because you're not just selling a bill of goods. You are 100%. You you can tell you believe in it and you've thought through it and you've experienced it yourself, which is why you feel like you've got to do something about it. So I know that we are all extremely thankful for you. Tell us one more time the title of your book, where we can get it, and also your podcast and where we can find that. Absolutely. So it's called The Essential Oil Hormone Solution. And it's got so many beautiful rituals and remedies. I know we didn't really get into remedies today, but I always want to give you the real truth of it all and and really kind of dissect the fact that, yes, I have a brain fog remedy, and yes, I've got a libido remedy, and yes, I've got an instant energy remedy, but it's so important that we figure out what is driving why we feel the way that we feel. So I want to let you know that. But everything you could possibly imagine and every solution you can imagine is in that book. It's such a beautiful little place to start, and it just gives you so much clarity and one of my favorite things about that book is when you realize, you're like, oh, my gosh, I am not crazy. This is real. This is, you know, and, and there's so much validation in that book as well, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. And your podcast. Yes, Essentially You Podcast. And we cover, I mean, endo- name it, PCOS, endometriosis, autoimmune conditions, thyroid issues, all of it, any of it. There's an episode for you, even breast cancer and, and how to how to address that and I find the best experts in the world. I find the best doctors in the world to just really break it down and give you what you need. I'm so tired of you not getting the answers that you deserve. I really am. And that's who I, why I have this podcast. Yeah, and the best, the, hard truth. the best part about it is it's explained in ways that you can actually understand. You're not feeling yes. lost in it no. or, or clueless. You can actually take away several things that you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this today. And that's one of the best things about it. So thank you again, Dr. Marita, for jumping on here with us. We are grateful for you. And uh, we will link to all the things that you mentioned in the show notes so listeners can go and find that today if they want to. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.